0: Hey, uh, Roger. We, sorry, guys. That's uh This is Halos in the infield. Hey, hey. This is Todd Fox. This isn't Roger Lodge show. Uh, we had the train trying to interrupt us. Uh, so this is Todd Fox, and who's on? The, who's my co-host?
1: Beep beep beep. Halo honk for life. <laughs> oh, go angels. <laughs> beep beep beep. I'm a halo honk for life. I yes. love you Roger. I want to sit with you in the nosebleeds so at the can Feel even better.
0: You get to sit in the 600 section.
1: God, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> could you imagine if the Angels had a 600 section? Like Dodger. <laughs> like at Dodger Stadium, you know how they have that like those seats that legitimately give you a nosebleed?
0: Oh, yeah, the red level. That's so high up, you, dude. You got to like
1: duck because like the planes are flying in. <laughs> <laughs> lax is nowhere near could you imagine if it was though that'd be so okay. scary because those buildings right there i'd be, be terrified the entire time it'd
0: be worse than the old shea stadium with the airplanes um but yeah what is
1: well, shea stadium
0: i i never did either but i've heard stories man i've heard stories uh welcome into halos in the infield podcast um we are uh two at this time obviously uh, courtney not here um, but uh, she'll be back for the next episode. But this was. Hey, and she's minute. not
1: here, though. I'm gonna say that we're the two. I'm just saying. Okay, well,
0: you gotta count this guy behind me, Artie Moreno. He's he's always Ooh. he's always over my shoulder for some uncomfortable reason. But el hombre, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get the pass since you're Latino, so I don't. He's always he's got that me. like
1: billion dollar mustache.
0: He does, doesn't he? Uh, he needs a monopoly has- cane, though. He need- he needs that.
1: He needs a monocle. <laughs> there you go <laughs> monocle arty i like monocle arty Monical arty is like hooded uh, carmelo anthony oh <laughs> dude yeah. here he comes playing left field monocle arty said coming up you think you think arty's like jacks or no uh i think he used to
0: be when he first bought the team he looked pretty pretty big i saw him at a press conference and then uh over the Let's years see. he looks pretty fragile uh i've seen him on uh what is it uh spring training and he walked by us, and dude, I my dad looked more buff than he did. I'm just saying, my dad's eighty, so or close to eighty. Uh, but we're gonna get into on this uh, on this podcast. We're gonna be talking Blue Jays and Angels baseball.
1: And, and I'll and, say he had some pecs in 2003. I mean, I'll say that.
0: <laughs> see, I, I knew it. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember he was walking around strutting his stuff, man. He was. Uh, but but all that all the losing and all that gin and and uh, and whiskey, and uh, he's he's lost his form. Let's just say that. Uh, So so what do you got first up on the docket, my friend? Anything you want to get out there before we get started or you want to talk about the Blue Jays?
1: I mean, we could jump into the Blue Jays series. I'm just going to say, like, you know, you guys know that we're hardcore fans. I mean, we put literally to say that you and I and everyone else on this page has two full-time jobs is an understatement. I mean, I work a full-time job. You work a full-time job. And when we're not doing that, the rest of our lives involve being on our cell phones. Like, I always used to make fun of, like, content creators on, like, YouTube and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. who they're like, oh, I'm so busy. And I'm just like, there's no way, bro. I mean, you literally just make content on your phone. But no, <clears throat> we're still small and we're that busy. But anyway, what I wanted to say was we're as hardcore as it gets. A lot mm-hmm. of our listeners are too. But is it wrong that at this point when they lose, I'm just kind of numb? I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. That's fine. Have you hit that point yet of the season where you're just like, whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. I, I, uh,
0: unfortunately did. I think, uh, right after the Dodgers series, um, it was just, uh, every time the angels would, would come back and give you hope and like other teams would open the door and say, come on back into the race, guys, you're right there. You just got to take care of what's in front of you. And every time I get my hopes up, um, they were dashed all season. And just like a lot of you, I mean, 25 times back to 500, um, is pretty pathetic and i think i finally have tapped out and especially unfortunately like i said on the post game with football creeping up it's like okay you know i'm ready man i'm ready to just put a nail in the coffin
1: you know well like i said good news for you is i don't give a damn about football so um, when you need me <laughs> to take over those post games i got you well let's just say you'll be doing some
0: sundays and um i don't know if I don't think they play on Monday early in the season. I think it's late in the season. So, uh, yeah, you won't have to worry about a Monday, but maybe a Thursday involved. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to take a back seat to uh, – because, again, if this team is trying, if this team is, is giving you something to watch, I'm all in. I'm still all in if we're eliminated. But, dude, I mean, come on. I mean, you're saying you're numb to it. I'm numb to it. We're hardcore fans like you explained. I mean, how do we sell this to other hardcore fans?
1: You know, I mean, I told you guys all the time that for me, I'll go to an empty Angel stadium. I don't care. I just like going to games. You know, Mm -hmm. I like the atmosphere. I like the, you know, I like the interaction with the fans. Mm -hmm. So to me, going to the stadium is going to the stadium. It doesn't matter if I'm seeing a team that's lost all season or a team that's lost all season long, which is the case. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for me, it's about going there. But I mean, you know, how do you convince other fans? It's just, you know, sometimes you just got to do it to do it.
0: I agree, and and we talked about too, on the other po- on the post game was the fact that you know when's the last time you've seen Angel Stadium this empty? I mean, like you can't even blame it on the COVID anymore. Uh, you know, Anaheim fans are going everywhere without mask on. I and mean, I was in Brea, which is close to uh, L.A. and also just a little bit in the Anaheim Orange County area, and we went to a, uh, a comedy show, Tosh .Point nobody wore a mask inside or out, and um, everyone was fine with it. So, and that place was packed. So what's the excuse for the angels, bad baseball. And uh, you're not putting a winner on the field or at least a team that the fans feel that's trying. I don't blame them for not showing up. I mean,
1: yeah, it's been consistently like that though for a while. You know what I mean? We're, we, we've noticed a trend. We've noticed the trend and you know, I get it. Why, you know, maybe some casual fans don't want to go. I mean, you know, we live in orange County, you know, mm-hmm. Southern California, there's so much other things to do. Yeah. yeah I get it. But you know, well, I, I just don't know what it's going to take. I mean, you could always just say a winning team, but, you know.
0: um, I think it, it is if you build it, they will come, that fill the dreams thing. Um, The Angels, you know, they were the hottest ticket around there for a while in Orange County. You know, the only thing – hot. well, the only thing hotter was Disneyland. But you basically had a sold-out stadium for a long time, and they yeah. worked their way into a situation now where, like the other day, you can get tickets for $3 and sit on the floor in that double header. So that's just how one time a couple of years ago, I want to say it's like
1: 2018. I literally sat in row nine field level right behind first base for like $4. I wish I was joking. Oh. I, I, I'm not joking. I swear. It wow. was like one of the last games of the year against Seattle. We yeah. were out of it at that point, mathematically and yeah, four bucks. Like
0: well, I'm sure they were out of it too. So why go, you know, um, You know, and it's sad because again, you have a lot of hardcore fans. Like if you just browse Instagram and, uh, you know, forget about Facebook, Twitter, and all those other stuff. But if you just browse Instagram, you could see on all these pages, um, the Taka, you know, Taka, um, Shohei Otani. I was thinking of the guy who runs it. Um, but Shohei Otani pages, um, the angel pages, people are dedicated to this team year round. And, um, It's just sad that this thing could be so much bigger. And, you know, if this team were winning, you know, our page would be benefiting. It already has benefited from our startup and I think our good content, your ideas, and all of the team's ideas. But imagine where this page would be just in two months if this team was
1: winning, bro. I mean, it affects everybody. Yeah, I mean, we can sit here and make excuses all day long, or we can just keep on looking at the fact that, you know, we keep progressing. By the way, for those of you guys listening, happy two-month anniversary. I mean, at the Mm. time this is released, we'd be a little bit beyond. But the 13th of every month is our anniversary. And, I mean, I made a post earlier. I mean, 6,000-plus listens, you know, uh, what, about 1,000, over 1,600 followers on Instagram, over 500 Twitter followers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Thanks, you guys. You guys are the best
0: exactly i mean um, there's no other better way to say it um but but yeah definitely if this team was winning you'd have more people engaged so now we're going to hit a spot where football season starts and people are going to turn their attention away and i've admitted to it um you're you were a casual football fan but i think you're going to stick with baseball uh so there are going to be their hardcore that are going to follow this team to the very freaking end till it freaking sinks under the atlantic ocean or pacific ocean and um you know we'll just go from there but um we came here to talk baseball and you know there's a lot of stuff that are negative lately but um you know and, and go figure before we get into Toronto who would have thought did you think at this time of the season bro our our pitching would be the strength of this team
1: uh you know i would have I actually thought the bullpen this year was going to be the strength. And before, you know, it it looked decent on paper, right? I mean, Tony Watson, Mm -hmm. Steve Seashank had a good career prior to coming here. Obviously, you know, Rysel had been Rysel with the Reds. So I was hoping he was going to bring that over here. You know, there was – I had enough hope there that Mm -hmm. the Eagles were going to have a good bullpen. Boy, I will eat crow four (laughs) times. I was wrong, wrong, wrong. The bullpen has been literally the reason why we're in this position, really. You know, though, I mean, today against the Astros, I don't necessarily blame the bullpen. But, um, yeah, I mean, the starting has been a little bit surprising overall. We've had some pretty good performances.
0: Yeah, and the youngsters coming up has given us some promise. You know, if you if could take anything out of this season is that youngsters that we didn't think that we we're going to be playing are – and most likely will in September. I know Packy was set down a page favorite, but um, I think when he comes back up in September, he should get his his uh, chances too. Um, you know, and we, we were kind of gauging things for next year. Um, just the most disappointing thing to me has just been the hitting and the lack of contact, the lack of situational baseball, launch angles. Um, what about you? I mean, are you the same way?
1: Yeah, you know, for an offense that has so much potential, it's been really disappointing to see them, you know, not click. Mm-hmm. I, you know, let's throw another quarter in the Fernando saying, you know, when the offense is going, the pitching is not there. Yep. When the pitching is firing in all cylinders, our offense isn't there. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, I, if I had a dollar for every time I said it, I'd pay for everyone <laughs> who's going to the tailgate to have tickets. Because, you know, I mean, we've been saying it all season long. And, you know, once again, we can't make excuses for this team. At the end of the day, it's unacceptable. It shouldn't be this way. But it, it, it really is frustrating, man. I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting over it. It's like, it's not even the fact that we're missing the big hits. It's the fact that when, you know, you have a runner on third base with nobody out, how is that guy not scoring? Oh. You know, I understand that that situation happens 10 times. You're not going to do it all 10 times. I get that. But you should be scoring that guy seven or eight out of those 10 times. If there's a runner on third base with less than one out. One out or less. (sighs) You know, God, uh, try a suicide squeeze. You know what? You try a suicide squeeze. They throw the ball home. He gets out in time on off off attack. Hey, hey, we tried it. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Pop the ball out.
0: Not up. So the
1: guy can score. Do something
0: mm-hmm
1: it's just you know situational hitting has been an Achilles heel for the last what month and a half
0: mm-hmm
1: all season really
0: i think last year um my dad was saying that over and over he's like we just can't get the clutch hit we can't get the hit with runners in scoring position we can't get the sacrifice and i really really thought this season was gonna be different i thought we had different approach different hitters uh, that we would be able to knock in some runs. They're just doing the same shit. Uh nothing has changed. Um Who, who's the clutch hitter your
1: dad always talks about?
0: Uh well he goes like he liked Fergosi back in the day, but he was a big GA fan. He he was like, okay. dude, whenever you know you got a guy on base, GA would come up with a big hit. And you know I, I
1: can't wait to meet him at the tailgate tomorrow, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm hoping uh, he's
0: animated because he was he was he was nervous on the podcast. I was trying to get him more upbeat. He was after the after the uh, thing. He was like, "I didn't bring up the walks. I really hate the walks."
1: You know, <laughs> animated. Well, he better get ready for some question of the days because uh, I'm going <laughs> to ask Papa Fox and Trent Rush like a couple of our most popular questions of the days. I'm going to see what they say. Okay, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Do we have to think of a really good question of the day for the tailgate? But we'll talk about that later. Okay, but, um Okay, so he, he he was a big GA guy, big Fergosi. Is there anybody else he always talks about who was a clutch hitter? Um,
0: yeah, he he, he did like uh, Brian Downing. Uh, that I think that was his first favorite power hitter. Um, you know he goes back to Bilko, Steve Bilko, um, with the Los Angeles Angels, and then. Uh, but but he for modern times, you know, he liked the play of Darren Erstad. Uh, he loved Tim Salmon, but he liked Garrett Anderson a little bit more because he's like he was just a quiet guy. Uh, my dad doesn't like flashy players, and you know, and and to be honest with you, <laughs> if Marsh turns into a superstar, I think my dad's gonna hate it because my dad is is totally anti like, long hair and beards. He's always like, why do those guys, I don't see what women like in those guys. Long beards and stupid long hair. You got to cut the hair. See, the Yankees do one thing right. They have clean cut, clean shaven ballplayers. That's how you're supposed to have. The Angels have all these beatniks out there. They should be serving coffee. (laughs) That's that's his
1: mentality. That's funny. They should be serving coffee in in Seattle. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Does he work at a brewery? (laughs) Todd, <laughs> Todd, does he work? Does he work at Carl Strauss?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my pops, man. He's he's very old school, so uh, he he doesn't like the long hair stuff. But
1: hey. yeah, I mean, he, he can get away with saying that kind of stuff. People are just like, okay, boomer. But yeah. like, if you and I say that, it's like, ooh, canceled.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's got his uh old guy card that he could play. But I yeah, mean, that's fine. Garrett, going back to Garrett, Garrett was was as clean cut as they were us. Uh, he never had a bad thing to say. Uh, constant professional. I think that's why my dad liked him. He would just he had a nice demeanor about him and just clutch as hell. I mean, uh, I, I didn't like the fa- the fact fans used to rip him because they thought he was lazy and left field. But I thought he, he was pretty good.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah G.A., good ball player. Great yeah, ball yeah. player. One Absolutely. of the be- all-time best Angels. Do you- Who do you think number should be retired first? Because I think all the Angels fans are going to be like, oh, Tim Salmon, Garrett Anderson. You know what? Maybe that's a question of the day. Who should get their number retired first, Garrett Anderson or Tim Sam?
0: Yeah, you – I don't know. That's a tough one, man. Um, Yeah. I mean, you could even throw Darren Erstad in the mix. Um, I think if if Eckstein would have finished his career here, you could have thrown him in the mix, but he went to St. Louis. Um,
1: And then the Padres.
0: Yeah, then the Padres. And uh, I think he was – wasn't he coaching with the Pirates up until this year? Great question. Something like that, and then um, you have certain certain players. I mean, you could think of. I mean, a lot of people would say Weaver too. Like you got to, re- you know, you got to retire yeah. Weaver's number. Um, someone, you know, Frankie Rodriguez. I mean, Troy Percival. There was just an era of Angels that should have their numbers retired, but for whatever reason, they haven't discussed it.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I you know what? Like the Angels just don't strike me as a retired number kind of team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Yankees are like, you get your number retired. Everybody <laughs> gets their number retired. It's like Oprah runs there, uh-huh. you know, runs them or something. Uh, the Steinbrenner family is just like, everyone, don't get me wrong, obviously I get it. The Yankees have had some of the best all-time players, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, you know, the Angels have had some good players too. It's actually crazy to me to think that Vlad was the first Hall of Famer the Angels ever had.
0: Yeah, that, that was a, uh... It, a lot of things could have went different had they kept Nolan Ryan. I'm pretty sure he retires an angel. You know, if they but would have signed most him, people
1: know him as an angel, he yeah. should have gone in as an angel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he did some good stuff with the Mets, but like the Rangers was like latter career. His prime was with the angels. His prime was obviously with the angels.
1: I mean, he got four of his seven no hitters as an angel.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's, yeah. that's the tough part. Um, What else you got? Or, or as far as a retire oh the, the dodgers i wanted want to bring that up to to follow along the dodgers were a team that uh doesn't retire numbers obviously like some people would be like oh it's kind of sacrilegious you see someone wearing mike like uh, mike social's number you know a lot of people love love the dodgers um yeah <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> but but i'm just saying there's there's certain guys that you know the dodgers would you would think retire their number and they don't so
1: do they have any retired numbers
0: other than Jack- Dodger
1: fans, so that I have to look up.
0: Other than Jackie Robinson, knew.
1: Jackie Robinson doesn't count because that's obviously you know a league wide mm-hmm. thing. Okay, so they do have some retired members.
0: No, hold, hold that thought real quick, hold up that real quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers actually have 10 retired members uh, Don Drysdale, obviously Jackie Roy Campanella, Sandy Koufax, Walter Alston. Don Sutton, Jim Goleman, Duke Snyder, Tony La Russa, and Pee Wee Reese. But this isn't a Dodger podcast, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I think the Angels, off the top of my head, had maybe like six. hmm mm-hmm, yeah. Is that right? Because, I mean, what? you got the singing cowboy. You've got – is Fergozi's number retired?
0: Good question. Yeah, you might want to look that su-
1: up. I'm pretty sure it is. I, mean, I know for sure Nolan Ryan – um, people are like shouting at their, you know, their radios. <laughs>
0: yeah, the radios, podcasts.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> okay, all right. So yeah, Gene Autry, uh, obviously right about that. Rod Carew. Yeah, Rod Carew. Of course, Nolan Ryan. Yep, got that one. Uh, Jimmy Reese. Yeah, he was a Fergus.
0: Yeah,
1: got that. Okay, that's it. Now see.
0: I have I and, have a yeah. I, have, I have a problem with Carew though. Okay. Carew, Carew was an all time twins guy. He came to the Angels latter part of his career, was pretty much done. He was just getting the stats. He actually left the team a year before they went on their magical playoff run in 86. So oh. he was he was done in 85. I don't really think he really did I think he got in because of his twins' accomplishments. I don't think he should be in the
1: Angel Hall of Fame for I mean he really didn't do too much with the Angels. Be honest, I mean, maybe, but I mean, I got a a rebuttal for you. Remember, I grew up in San Diego, I mean, Steve Garvey's numbers retired as a Padre, and -hmm. I get it. He got the home run that essentially got them over the Cubs to get him to the first World Series. I get it, but it's the same thing, right? Rod Carew got his huge accomplishment as an angel, Mm -hmm. 3,000th career hit. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, Steve Garvey got in for basically one home run. That right, is that true. the reason why Carew got in? Because of 3,000 hits? And if that's the reason, does Pujols' number get retired? I don't think it should, but, I mean, with that logic, with th- that logic.
0: You know, why would you have to remind me of that? Because I think you're right. With your with that logic, I think you're right. I think Pujols gets his number retired as an angel.
1: He should not. But something tells me that Artie is the kind of guy who put that under contract. I don't know why Artie just that kind of guy to be. You're like, oh, we're going to retire your number.
0: What do you think, Artie? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. He's got that side smoke right (laughs) there, and mustachio.
0: (laughs) He's like Viva Pools.
1: Well, shirt, merch, Viva (laughs) Pools. Yeah, but it's a poop emoji. Oh man, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) He's all, watch your mouth, son.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. But. um,
0: yeah, this this team is something else. Uh I I really really uh I was hoping like like you said when it, when it comes to Hall of Fame players and you l- went down the Dodgers, I mean they have a list of guys obviously have a longer history um and a richer history because of their playoff success. It's just it it's mind-boggling that, you know, we don't have more at least retired or Angels players that we can say, "Hey, you know what? Remember that guy?" cuz I think this year, especially, 2022, with the 20th anniversary of the Angels' only World Series appearance and victory, there should be some retired numbers coming up. I mean, don't you think?
1: Yeah. 100%.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Here's the thing, man. Us as Angels fans have longed to have our guy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we had them in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s with, you know, the Sammons, the the Andersons. But for the, lo- the larger part of our history, we haven't really had our guys. Mm-hmm. Every other organization has had those guys, you know, with a couple of exceptions, you know, for guys, you know, for teams who have longed to have some people, but, you know, the team up to five has have had several of their guys. Mm-hmm. You know, now we kind of have our guy with Trout, and, you know, if everything plays out the way it should because of his lifetime contract, he will retire as an angel, and that will be our guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I want no, is you know if Mike Trout can finally come back healthy and stay healthy, we he has not been healthy since what twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year it doesn't really count. It was Sixty games, but you know, is he if he can stay healthy ish, is he going to be the new Mister Angel? Will he hop over Tim Salmon as Mister Angel?
0: I think he already has. I think he sell. So? Yeah, I think he could retire today and be a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's just put together that kind of resume already. Uh, I think what's I think gonna, you're right. I think what's going to hurt him, though, however, is right now he's ahead of Barry Bonds. You know his, but you got to remember Barry Bonds steroids. His best years was the tail end of his career. Had he been putting up Trout numbers and we didn't have COVID season the last three seasons, he'd be he'd be probably on par to catch Bonds as a home run champ. I don't think it's going to happen now, unless he just yeah. goes on a tear. But um, but yeah, I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that the thing that, like, is the most depressing, like I said, he hasn't really been healthy since, like, 2016, is the fact that with the amount of time he's missed, we're now looking at, like, roughly, like, a year, a full year missed and some change. Because mm-hmm. 2017, he missed, like, two full months. Uh, 18, I know he had a slight injury, same with 19. I don't think either of those were anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, 19, did he have surgery? I think he did. And he got shut down like in August.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. He, that he ended sounds the season right. early, yeah.
1: And then last year, obviously, was kind of robbed from everybody. And then now this year, he's missed more games than he was in. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all that combined, I mean, we're talking about a year and a half in total that we could have missed. I mean, that's probably him batting about 280 to 300. And we're talking about him missing – you know, I, What do you think? About 40-ish to 50 home runs being conservative? Yeah. Maybe yeah. more.
0: Yeah, and then all those RBIs. You know, we're bases. assuming
1: he's going to have like a down year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, stolen bases, we're probably talking about 20-ish. He, he doesn't steal like he used to. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, RBIs, we're talking about maybe 150 potentially that could Because, you know, he still drives and runs. So, you know, I just don't want Trout to be that guy. Because what I would hate is to think back in like 10 years, when you know he does retire and think maybe they were right, maybe we should have traded Trout, you know. And it sounds sacrilegious to say, but it's making me upset to think that after a year like this year, maybe light a- light a- uh, life after Trout would have existed. And there's going to be some people, maybe the Halo hawks who straight upon this, who are like, oh, oh my god, oh, oh my god, I'm going to throw up. He said, "Life after Trout," <laughs> but the real Angels fans. Are going to sit back and be like, you know, he's tr- he's right, because trust me, I was one of the biggest guys who was against. Oh, we cannot trade Trout. This is our guy. Mm-hmm. But now that we have him, and he's basically you know not been a full player since twenty a full time player since twenty sixteen, naturally your brain starts to think, especially after a year like this year. Did light light after Trout actually exist? What were you on this subject when they were talking about trading him, you know, for the last couple of years, all the articles were coming out that, all oh, the English should trade Trout?
0: Um, I was trying to think how they could do it. And you cannot, to trade a player like him, you cannot trade, a, you can't go team to team. You cannot do a two-team trade. It would take three or four teams to do it because the Angels would have to get a King's Ransom back. And obviously if you're trading Trout to a contender, they're not gonna wanna give up their squad because then Trout's right back to the way he was before. So what you'd have to do is you'd have to work a trade to where you trade a player or two to another team that's loaded with prospects, good prospects, and another team as well. You gotta involve them. They gotta trade their prospects to the Angels. They gotta get something back. You're fleecing the contender for their minor league squad and maybe another squad but they get their main piece to go along with their major league caliber playoff team. I think that's the only way it would work. And and to work a deal like that for a generational player, good luck to you. But I would say you're not going to get Jacob deGrom back like the Angels fans think. You're not going to – you know, the Mets are – they're not going to give you Syndergaard deGrom and say, hey, there you go, man. You take our pitching staff. It's not going to work. you got to make it to a team – he's got to make it to a team that's going to win. You know he's not going to approve a trade to a team that you just made him significantly worse, so it's it's a difficult thing to do. So for that reason, in 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 mindset, I don't think they're ever going to trade him unless he's on the downside of his career. I don't I don't think anytime soon he's going to be tradable. Yeah, he's just he's too. There's going to be too too much of a high price, and no matter what the Angels get, you're always going to be looked at cross sided because did they get enough for him? And I don't
1: think they do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was always my mindset from the beginning, you know, during those days. Because, I mean, us Angels fans remember, you know, every single trade deadline, oh, here we go with this horse shit again. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're, gonna trade trap. oh they trade trap. they're going to trade Trout. Oh, they should trade Trout. They're going to trade Trout. And that's all you heard. ESPN, MLB Network. Oh, should the Angels rebuild and trade by Trout? That's all we heard. Yeah, forever. Yeah. We're talking they, every single year. And now we're hearing it with a different phenom, Shohei Otani. Um, you know, we have... Next year with Shohei Ohtani, which he's under contract, and the year afterward will be his third and final year of arbitration mm-hmm. uh, until potentially becoming a free agent in 2024. So we still got to deal with it for two more years. I think You know, I'd love us to keep Shohei Ohtani, but <clears throat> my worry is if we keep Shohei Ohtani, is it going to be a situation like we've been in? We're going to have three big contracts in Trout, redone and Ohtani and then we're going to have to replace him with everybody else. At that point, Jared Walsh is going to be asking for money. He was producing David Fletcher is under contract for roughly that time. So he'll be here. Mm-hmm. But then after that, just a bunch of question marks.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is why, like, we love to be the GM, the armchair GM, but when, <laughs> when put in place and having to deal with the big question marks and what to do. Yeah. I don't want that job, dude. That's a lot of responsibility. That's, you know, you're, you're trying to get the future of this squad together. And that's Perry's job now. We'll have to see if he's the, the guy that leads us to the promised land. Because, um, like you said, I'll dude.
1: commit this offseason. I'll do a – this offseason I'll do a full episode where I talk about how to fix the Angels immediately. But back to your point. Go ahead.
0: No, no. I was finishing on my point. I'm just saying Perry's just got a hell of a job ahead of him. If he, if he doesn't already know, he's, he's, got, he's got his work cut out for him basically.
1: You know, what I will say is Perry's in a much better position right now where we stand – than Billy Epler ever was. Mm -hmm. Because right now, we're in a position where, you know what, man? Maybe starting pitching isn't the issue. I'm not saying don't go out there and get a starter. I think we still need to go get one veteran presence. You know, you need to get a Max Scherzer for a two-year contract. You need to get somebody like that who's been there and done that. Maybe not somebody who's going to be vocal, but somebody who will lead by example. You know, is that Alex Cobb? That could be Alex Cobb. But we need somebody else who really, really, really – is going to show these guys what it's like to have a winning attitude. I like Alex Cobb. He's impressed me. I'll be the first one to admit that as soon as the, I got the new version of I'll be the show, you know, like April, Alex Cobb was the first guy I traded. I was like, "Whoop, I'm throwing this guy. <laughs> so I'll be the first to admit that. But what I will say, I'll leave crow on that too. Alex Cobb has done great. But on the other hand, he's been injured. Is he a lot more injured than we think? Maybe. He hasn't come back yet. It started off with what? Was it a blister?
0: It was a blister, and it turned into and a. Now, wrist. now,
1: yeah, hey, and now what? Is he out for the season? I mean, hold, I mean, don't hold your breath. It sounds like he got the
0: flesh-eating bacteria and it went up to his wrist. It went from his finger to his wrist. <laughs>
1: dude, what are they doing in the training room? You know, seriously, I'm just like, what the hell are you guys doing in there, dude? I mean, what do, do we have the same training staff as the Chargers who punctured? tyron taylor's <laughs> lung it's just like what are we doing that's right how do you puncture somebody's lung <laughs> they're all we don't want you to be the starting quarterback Ugh, shank him <laughs> yeah didn't they say like uh they were trying to like release pressure or something and something saying, what what are we doing like acupuncture on this guy's lung with oh, two pins too many <laughs> it's like is that what they did with like alex Cobb? they're like okay we we're gonna we're gonna do some acupuncture on his wrist. Oh no, we use the flesh eating virus <laughs> No. Well, I, this team has also
0: been responsible for staff infections, so I don't put anything by, by them, dude.
1: I mean, that, how do you get this? <laughs> this is ridiculous, dude. You know. Yeah, it, dude. I mean, Ar- Artie, <laughs> directly behind you. You need to fire the medical staff or I will fire them for you, my friend. We're going to go to Chalk Children's Hospital, get the five best medical <laughs> professionals they have. And it's going to be better than what they made. Chalk does a good job. So I'll give them that. Jokes oh, that- aside, Chalk is great. I'll so- vouch for
0: that too, dude. They make those kids not – I remember my daughter had a seizure uh, when she was younger, real bad seizure. And they kept her in Chalk Hospital for a couple of days. And she didn't want to leave because she was pampered. Yep. I mean, her room – looked better than her room at home. They had video games and stuff all over the walls. She she didn't want to leave. She's like, Can I stay? I'm like, no, you gotta go. This is too expensive. Yeah. So but uh yeah uh so moving on uh let's let's talk finally about the freaking uh series about the blue jays. Okay,
1: my ears won't pop sorry.
0: No you explains gonna... the the boy, the face. <laughs> I don't think like, what's going on? <laughs> But uh Blue Jay series is split in four games. Uh what are your takes from this series?
1: I mean, I think I predicted a split. Mm-hmm. Courtney predicted a split mm-hmm. and you and Halo Hawk predicted three and a four. Yeah. I went rally Chris. A, yeah. I know for sure I predict, okay. I know for sure I predicted a split. But mm-hmm. the thing with Rally Chris, has he ever predicted a series loss? I, no. I I've never heard it.
0: No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He's, He's pretty
1: like, we're gonna take three out of four <laughs> against the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, Rally Chris. I mean, but come on, Rally Chris. You know that's what you do. three out of four against the Blue Jays. Rally Chris predicts a series win, and it shows up like, on the bottom. Yay! It's like Lincoln's yeah. cheering. <laughs> and then, we, and then we get fuck this team.
0: <laughs> yeah, right
1: on the post games. Yeah. Get your Buttercup merch. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> need a lot uh, of that Buttercup stuff, man. Yeah, right. Butter. Got to get myself a Buttercup water bottle. <laughs> there you go. Because the thirst for a winning team is so severe, and it's <laughs> never quite quenched. We us Angels fans here in Orange County and beyond have cotton mouth. Oh, it's we're, your fault, Artie.
0: We're parched as all hell, man. Good God. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know where to start with that series, other than um. You know, the Blue Jays, I was surprised they, they didn't take three or four from us. You know, I did the honk thing, like you said. But, um, you know, they just didn't have it. Uh, was it Suarez that got beat first or was it the second game? I think it was Suarez that got beat the second game.
1: Yeah, because who pitched the first game? Was it C-Rod?
0: Yeah, C-Rod pitched good enough to get the victory, but they pulled him. Uh, yeah. Austin okay, Warren so. got the win in relief.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm pulling up the uh, pulling up the box score right now. So, yep, C-Rod, four innings pitch. Remember, this is the seventh inning game. Warner mm-hmm. uh, and run two walks, two strikeouts. Uh, Warren, you are absolutely correct, but he did not get the win. Uh, Warren gave up uh, a run, the two runs that that time, and then Junior Guerra.
0: No, oh, he got, got the win. victory. Okay, got
1: he it. got the win. Yep, okay, and then our boy Raisel Iglesias got yep. his twenty fifth save. My mother closer <laughs> to, to Pete Soto. He always says that.
0: Yeah, he went one, two, three in the ninth. And then, uh, yeah, game, guys, guys, a beast. Game two, Suarez just didn't have it. Uh, he was giving up runs early and uh, a lot of walks.
1: What I will say is for those of you guys who follow uh, Suarez on Instagram, we'll see that he's like posted that strikeout on Vlad Jr. like 16 times a day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He also got mad at me. I direct messaged him. Did you want? Did you see that? I it. direct messaged him, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna start calling you the Curve because you know that sick curveball mm-hmm. that struck out Vlad." You got mad at me.
0: Oh, geez, What do you say?
1: He got mad at me because he's like, "That's not my nickname," and I'm like, "Oh, my geez. bad, bro. Calm down. My bad. I know." Jose, si ¿estás mirando? Perdón, mi amigo. Perdón. Man. Mucho amor. Mucho
0: amor, well, my amigo. He's pretty feisty. Maybe we'll call him Can feisty. you say mucho amor? Mucho amor. Can you say
1: mucho amor? Mucho amor. Uh, uh, that means much love. There you go. There you much go. Much love. Much love. There I'm you go. learning. I'm learning.
0: So, yeah, um, we lost
1: 4-0. There you yeah. go. Who needs Babbel? Babbel sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 5.1 innings pitched. Four earned runs. Um, Quijeda came in. No mm-hmm. runs. Mayors came in, no runs. So it was just swore us
0: Yeah, and it was just no offense too. So we moved on to game three. And this one was built as a really right. good pitcher's duel. This was uh Berrios and uh Otani. And uh Otani did
1: Thursday.
0: It. Uh-huh. Was it? That?
1: that was Thursday. Yeah, it was yesterday, right?
0: That was game three. No, I remember it was a four game. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that was game three though,
1: right? the series? No. So game three of the series uh-huh. was Lord Bundy oh, that's right. versus my bad, my uh, bad. Manoa. My bad. Okay. Yeah. And the Angels just got obliterated. Admittedly, you and I weren't watching the game.
0: Yeah. We were yeah. Uh, doing an interview. Mm hmm. We had more important things to do.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great interview, by the way. That was a fun interview. I can't wait for that one to get released.
0: Yeah, we're going to pop that one in probably later in the week next week. But, uh, but I'm telling you, I mean, that game was not even close. We didn't really care to watch um, – what was it, 10 to 2? Yeah.
1: yeah. I remember – I don't know how you, what you were doing. Uh, like, if you had, like, the game on or anything. But mm-hmm. obviously, I get the notifications on both my iPad, the computer, and my phone. So we're doing the interview, and it's just – the Angels are just getting annihilated, annihilated, just, just – Mm-hmm. Spanked in the butt, repetitive, repeatedly, and I'm like, oh, oh, it's getting, oh, make it stop. We're already dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the two run homer it's with Otani, and I'm ball. like, I'm like, heck yeah, we're tied two two. And then it just, like you said, got progressively worse after that.
1: Snowballed. Yep. So Snowball. That was, was a good so- home run too.
0: Uh huh. And it was uh, Roger Lodge talked about it about twenty thousand times. So uh, yeah. That-
1: <laughs> James. But- James. Games load up, load load it up. Games Will
0: you... <laughs> wake up, load it up. <laughs> See, you were calling for him, and he started playing train again. Stop it, Roger! Damn it! Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they got that loss there. So that was two in a row, and then uh, they yeah. came back. Then it was Barrios and Otani. So there you go. Correct. Uh, and that and that was uh, it, it. Was if it wasn't for Barrios messing up early in the game, I think that would have been a, a pitcher's duel. Uh, cause Otani was dialed in the whole night and, uh, Berrios began to get dialed in after that rough start.
1: Yeah, that was, it, you know, it, it, that did not let up. I know a lot of people were talking about it hyping it up, but because of the field of dreams game, this game kind of took a back seat. Mm-hmm. You know, understandably, I guess everyone, you know, and that was like a, yeah, everyone waited so long for it. So I get it, but, uh, yeah, man, you shouldn't overshadow what, uh, what Otani was able to do. I mean, he went three, one for three, um, you got a walk. So anytime that Otani does that and then pitches that same game, I mean, you need to understand how incredible that was. Mm-hmm. Well, people, you know, people keep talking about, you know, oh, we're seeing the Japanese Babe Ruth. At what point are people going to start to realize we're not seeing the Japanese Babe Ruth. We're seeing the one and only Shohei Otani. I kind of want that comparison to die. Babe Ruth only consistently pitched and hit for two years. Mm-hmm. He was primarily a hitter for the bulk of his career. And an
0: out-of-shape one, and he pitched against probably guys that weren't – you know, had jobs in the offseason. Uh, yeah. he's, he's not – Plumbers. Pitching. Yeah, he, he wasn't pitching against world-class athletes. So – Exactly. Um, well, like you said, there's only one Otani, and he's well worth the price of admission – That's why I think with Trout and Otani, we want to see this team much better because they will be a ticket that will be hard to get at some point. Hopefully, when they make the postseason. But um, getting back to it, you know what Otani did in that game. Like you said, he comes out scoreless first inning. He's a leadoff guy. (laughs) You know, he's he's not batting ninth. He's the leadoff guy. So. Uh yeah, there's a lot of pressure with him. His bat's been a little quiet at times uh since the all-star break, but seems like it's getting hot again. Um He's at least having competitive at bats now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he looked really bad right off the start in the second half. But um So, so they were able to get the split. And that, that gets us to the Astros series. They have an upcoming series with the Yanks. Um, you know, the last No, they just have a one game
1: with the Yanks. Oh, they don't have a, a, a home series with the Yanks? I think they, they play the Yankees twice this month because one of them is a makeup game. Okay, okay. So they have the 14th, the 15th versus the Astros. 16th, they're flying to New York, which stinks because I'll be flying to Baltimore, which is a couple hours away. So I'll just be missing it, but I go on Tuesday. Mm. So I'm going to be missing them. And then they go to Detroit, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd. They go to Cleveland. And then 24th and 26th, they go to um, multiple. Mm. So, you know, a pretty easy, you know, two week or like week and a half after you face the Yankees. I think they're capable of beating the Yankees. They, they've proven that normally they play the Yankees well. And then, you know, from the 17th to the 26th from the, you know, Detroit Indians and the Orioles, I think they're going to win a lot of those games. And then we'll, it'll be just enough to creep back into like, oh, we're five games out. We're five games out. And then, you know, when they face the Padres, the 27th, 28th, maybe uh, that'll be the reality check.
0: That's going to be torture. I'm telling you, if they get yeah. back into it, it's going to be torture. Yeah. Um, so what else you got going on with the uh, – anything else what, wrapping up the Toronto series or looking ahead to the Astros?
1: You know, I mean, just as of right now, the best recommendation I have to Angels fans is go to the games and Joey Shohei Otani for what he's doing. This is going to be a season that we tell our kids about. This is going to be a series you tell your grandkids about. Or, sorry, not a series, a, a season, just because of Shohei Otan. That alone's worth it. Tickets are going to be cheap AF right now. You know, go on 714 tickets. Go to, you know, whatever. Tickets are going to be like 5 bucks. Go there. Enjoy the game for what it is. You know, we're starting to hit the point of the, of the season now where we're enough out of contention. Where the only thing that matters to me when I go is that day. That day is the playoffs to me. That day is the World Series because we're probably not going to do it this year. So, you know, enjoy the game for what it is. Enjoy seeing the young kids, man. I'm enjoying it. You -hmm. know, I will say that this team, though they're losing and though it's frustrating, at least the kids are making it more fun because, you know, Adele, Marsh, those guys are at least trying. It isn't, you know, a ball kicked to the corner. uh, You know, Upton's just going to kick it with his foot and – just kind of gonna lollygag, you know, little limp arm throw.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, at least these kids are trying.
0: I agree, and uh, you know we don't want to see Upton kick anything before any, anymore. Because remember when he uh, kicked the wall? Uh, was it last year? And he was, or was a year that before? That sounds right. Yeah, and he was it out. Sounds,
1: I think it was last year.
0: Yeah, he was out for a long time with a stub toe. So, <laughs> I mean, did did they have to remove his leg at some point? Because he was out a long ass time last year. Um, now he got hip
1: surgery. No, <laughs> <laughs> a total hip surgery. He got, he he, he smashed the toe and he needs elbow surgery. Tommy John. <laughs> <laughs> They're like what? Artie's like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna question it. He's all, he's all, okay, mi amigo. Está bien todo. Sí. Si. <laughs> but uh... oh, canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's canceled. Welcome to Fernando show. It's like the third time you try to cancel me on this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! You're, you're going to
1: go out to dinner with your friend Pepe lepew you remember, like that meme with that little African American boy where he's like doing the peace out and he's like fading away? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and The fourth one, he's like gone.
0: <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, you got anything else, my man?
1: Uh no. I just. I guess I got exactly what I expected out of the Blue Day Series. We got that young split. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, as far as the Astros, I mean, I probably would have said one out of three anyway. But we're going to go one to three. I don't think we're going to sweat. We'll win tomorrow just to get back to 500 again.
0: I'm hoping we get at least a W tomorrow because for all those that don't know, it's our first annual, you know, tailgate. So, hopefully next year we'll have a lot more people but uh, this one's going to be the, you know, the the Kickstarter at the worst part of the season, but we'll see how it goes (laughs) tomorrow. We'll have giveaways and everything at the stadium. We're looking forward to meeting the fans. And uh, so maybe by the time you hear this, it'll be already over or it'll be starting. So it just depends on when I uh, get this out there to everybody, hopefully tomorrow morning or whatever, but uh, I got to run and pick up the canopies. So, um, You can get a hold of us anywhere on uh, where you listen to podcasts. Basically we're there and uh, check out the red bubble for the merch. Uh, You want to tell them a little bit about the merch before we roll?
1: The merch softest merch out there. Softest merch in the game. You got to believe that the, the designs are great produced and made by Randy Yaz. We own all of our merch. So if you're ever going to buy our merch on Red bubble, make sure it's from halos in the infield. A lot of imitators out there. Yeah, they're not donating their money. they're not donating it to minor mm-hmm. league baseball players. We have our point of contact with the 66ers the assistant general manager uh, so that should be a good time. We're looking forward to feeding some uh, some struggling minor leaguers and I'm not struggling as far as performance but struggling for a good meal. So a lot of uh, stuff with that on the horizon. Uh, one thing that Todd always forgets to say rate and review our podcast. give us one star. Give us five stars, whatever you feel. I'm not out here trying to buy five stars. You think we're a one star show? We're going to ride that one star proudly.
0: <laughs> yeah. One just, star. If, if you want to ask a question, write a comment, say F you in the comments. That doesn't matter either, too. Just write some comments. That'd be great. So,
1: <laughs> there you, you Slim. Go. I wrote, you, you're Todd. I wrote you, but you still ain't like calling. James, you hit the wrong soundbite again. <laughs> James, come on.
0: Write soundbite. Yeah.
1: All right, My so now.
0: <laughs> wake up, James. Uh, so for Todd Fox and the always good co-host, Fernando Mania. Peace out. Go Angels. Viva los angelitos.